You're listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Megan Dillon and Beck Benyon. We're two millennial women in the corporate world juggling wellness and a fast-paced lifestyle. On this podcast, we're breaking down wellness into digestible episodes that fit into your weekly routine. We're on this journey with you, learning from wellness and lifestyle experts in their fields. From our lighthearted banter, what's the appropriate amount of time to go between shaving our legs? To getting deep about everyday struggles like hormones, societal norms, and gut health, we're your podcast besties. Disclaimer, no late night text needed to detox and chill. Welcome. <laughs> that, <was weird. laughs> that sounded like um, like the Shining twins, like a horror like, movie. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We're currently sitting in our. I hate that we call it a condo because it's not a condo to me. We're in a floor of a three floor house, and yeah. technically, when yeah. we bought it, it was a condo, and like we pay an HOA fee. Yeah, which is weird. Like, what would you call it instead of a condo? Like an apartment. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. A condo makes it sound bougie, and it it's does. not. Like, oh, my condo on the beach, <laughs> Exactly. You know? And yeah. it's, it's just true. not. But I'm kind of sweating. Yeah, it's, it's, it's humid. It's so humid today. Wait, I want to see how humid it is because it's on, crazy. So, update for the pod. So, I'm training for the BAA half marathon, Woo! which is in October. So, so I have exciting. a lot of time. You do. But Two I want to just, like, build my base. I feel mm-hmm. like if I can run... Five to six miles, I feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mindset has totally changed. I took two years off of running, which has been, like, very necessary mm-hmm. for me. I used to, like, push myself to the limit no matter what. Like, every single yeah. run had to be fast, all this stuff. And this run this morning, I was like, you're amazing. You're <laughs> Like, all these, like, positive <laughs> mantras. But I sweat so much mm-hmm. and then the rest of the day I feel just like slate like mm-hmm. there's a glaze yeah. over me like you can never truly get like like clean yes almost. it's yeah. like you shower and then you're still sweating exactly just to like damp and then yeah. I just feel a little slower than yeah. usual because yeah. it's like all the electrolytes right yeah that's true yeah have you you've been doing the um what are they noon. called? Noon. I never knew if it was none or noon, but I looked it up today. <laughs> and you like those? I do, but I someone them. said, so I pulled Instagram, which I've been mm-hmm. loving doing. People oh, have yeah. great recommendations. They do. I love that. Seriously. Yeah. And everyone's so nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said to drink it before, oh, which is interesting because yes. I've never done that. And I was like, this could be yeah. a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like electrolytes really do help. Like yeah. whenever I travel or like if. Like, I had, like, a minor surgery, like, in the spring. I drank electrolyte water only to, like, keep my fluids up, mm. and, like, that helped a ton. Is like, it just plain water like, um, from Whole Foods? Yeah, it's just, like, the Trader Joe's, like, electrolyte water, oh. which, like, is not as expensive as Smart Water. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it definitely makes a difference. Like, it helps, like, your skin, like, hold on to everything, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyways, what were we talking yeah, about? Yeah, we were going to talk about new things we've oh, done. yes. I, like, was having this, like, dilemma that we're almost through the end of 2019. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And I kind of, I'm, like, already planning, but mm-hmm. I like the thought of setting a number of new things I want to do oh. every month because mm-hmm. I'm the kind of person, I'm, like, in my routine. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about it with wellness products, but, like... I know what I like, mm-hmm. don't really like to mix it up, like, mm-hmm. once I find a routine that works. Um, but the new thing I tried, which you know, mm-hmm. is Barry's Boot Camp. So exciting. Which, again, talk about sweat. I oh literally God. looked like I showered yeah. afterwards. It's insane. And I'm sure many of you have done Barry's Boot Camp, but it is such a really, like, it's such a good workout. I did it religiously last year for six months and probably did it way too much. Yeah. Um, and so I took a little bit of a break, but I've just recently, like, taken a couple classes and I brought Meg with me to Candace's class, who we've had on the podcast. Yes. And it was so fun. It was so fun. And I think something about it being, like, a red room mm-hmm. and, like, just kind of the vibe on, like, social media and stuff, I was intimidated but 
It was like totally fine. Yeah. Everyone's in their own zone yeah. doing no their one own cares. thing. No one looks at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it was just really good. And I felt so invigorated after. Yeah. I'm just like proud of myself. Yeah. For getting out of my it gives zone. you I mean and not it's the same with any workout but it gives you like that energy to go mm-hmm. throughout the day and be like mm-hmm. like I got this yeah. you know and then by the time it's bedtime you're like okay I could pass out it in was 8 45 yeah and I was just staring at the clock it's like the best. who am I kidding why am I trying to like meet this threshold <laughs> right? of like 9 stay PM? up <laughs> like it's time uh, for bed. That's so funny. Well, so John and I are moving in a couple months, and so we've been, like, playing tourist in Boston. So fun. Um, and so we have done a lot, I feel like, in the past four years, just, like, living in a new city and, mm-hmm. and exploring. And um, But we still have a list of things that yeah. we've never gotten to just because life gets in the way or, you know... They're just random things that were like, oh, like we should do that, but never yeah. actually do it. Yeah. Um. So like we did the Boston, um, uh, public garden swan boat. I know exactly what you're um, talking about. <laughs> you like walk past yeah. all the time. I literally walk past. Yeah. All the time. I'm like, oh, that would be a fun thing to do. Yeah. And it takes like 15 minutes. It's like six dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we did that, which was so fun. We went to um a couple of other places on our list. Got ice cream at this random place that we Where saw. Where was that? Because it looks um, so good. It was in near Kendall. Really? Yeah. And like there's Yum. no name on the side of the building or anything so you wouldn't know that it was there mm-hmm. unless you like know about it. So um, so yeah we've been doing that which has been so fun and I it really kind of opens my eyes to how many people who live places mm-hmm. and don't actually know what's in their city oh 100 you know? so it was at work I was talking to people who have lived there lived here their whole lives and like oh yeah. we've never done that yeah I'm like why yeah yeah like you have to get out there and I feel like it really kind of mixes things up and it doesn't have to be expensive mm-hmm. you don't have to fly somewhere you can just go yeah. to your city and see what's yeah. out there I feel like for me it's almost like I take it for granted mm-hmm. for sure like, I yeah. always think about that like people who live close to the beach and I am obsessed with the beach so I'm always like oh my god like do you go like mm-hmm. run All in the, the mornings time. or like on the weekends and they're kind of just like no right and I think it's just like when you're it's so accessible mm-hmm. it's like oh I can do it whenever so yeah, you just never exactly. get around to yeah it. you always think like oh we'll have people visiting and we'll go do it with them and yeah it's like, no you're you're allowed to go and do it yeah and there's almost like a stigma of like oh like you're doing touristy things yeah who cares I know it's fun live your life they'll never see these people live again. your life it's fine um so yeah so we've just been doing that getting ready to move which is crazy it's still not hit me. I know. But mm-hmm. um, but today's guest, we should probably yes. talk about her. Yes, yes, yes. Um, is Candace. Mm-hmm. Candace Puthawala. She is amazing. So she was in the fashion industry for years and years. Um, she had her daughter when she was very young. Um, she basically went to fashion school, had all these high powered fashion jobs while raising a daughter. Which sounded like it's funny that how cool it sounds on paper. Mm-hmm. It's like straight out of the devil. Yeah, Bible. exactly. Um, so she did all of these things and then she essentially her body started to shut down Mm -hmm. and we've talked to so many people who have had this happen where you push yourself so hard and you don't want to stop or you don't feel like you can stop and then your body fights back Mm -hmm. which I think is such an important message and Candice was so open with us and sharing it um we had such a great conversation with her yeah and like if you ever see her in person guys or even just go stalk her on social media she must. She is drinking from the fountain Something. of youth. She is like yeah. the most glowy. It's beautiful. crazy, and like, she is like a twenty-two. How old is her daughter? Twenty-one. Yeah, she's twenty-one really year old daughter. Young. Yeah, and I feel like they look like sisters. So all of the work she's doing yeah. on her beauty bar chocolate brand, mm-hmm. um, you can just tell it lights her up because mm-hmm. she literally just yeah. radiates. Yeah. She's gorgeous. Inside and out, we fangirl a little bit over her during the podcast. Candace, hope you know we love you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a great episode. We love talking to Candace and we hope you enjoy it as well. We hope you're enjoying season two so far. Um, and we love you. Love you guys. Bye.
everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We're so, so excited for our guest this week. I really feel like it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. to have Candice on the podcast. Um, we had the pleasure. I feel like we've chatted, you know, through Jess's group coaching and we've heard a little bit of your story. It felt like we knew you already, um, but we had the pleasure of meeting you finally in person in LA and it was just, it was wonderful. It's so nice to always put, you know, the real life person behind who you see on Instagram and you starting your amazing business. So we had that lovely pleasure. Um, but we've just so enjoyed following your journey, starting beauty bar chocolate. Um, and we'll totally dive into all of that, but just wanted to give you a welcome. And if you want to go ahead and maybe, introduce yourself to um, our listeners however you you know feel feel like you want to present yourself right now for how you're feeling yeah well hi ladies thank you so much for having me I I feel like I know you already I've heard so much about you ladies from through Jess mm-hmm. and I could not be more excited um, my name's Candice Puthawala and I am the owner and creator of Beauty Bar Chocolate I launched it after leaving an almost two-decade career in the fashion industry um, after burning out my body and having complete fatigue from my mind, body, and soul, and I wanted to find a new way to live. And so I left that world behind, and I found my way into the health and wellness space and, and to chocolate specifically. I never even liked chocolate before, so it was definitely a journey um, and I launched about a year and a half ago, Beauty Bar Chocolate. Yeah, this is yeah. so interesting. <laughs> and I feel like like you're drinking from the fountain of youth or something because when I was we... going to say in the <laughs> intro, you're also the most beautiful, glowing angel that I've ever seen. Yeah, when oh we gosh. met your daughter, I was like, there's no, like, did you say sister? This yeah. is not your daughter. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you ladies are so sweet. I felt the same about you. Your skin glows and you're just so beautiful. You're naturally beautiful, which I always love to see women be a little bit more natural. Um, But that's so nice. And I do appreciate it. I get that all the time. One of the perks of being a very young mom is that they think she's my sister. (laughs) Yeah, it's amazing. And like, we need all your beauty Mm -hmm. tips later on, but I have um, a lot of them. Yes. (laughs) Tell us, so tell us about your fashion career and you know, how you got started in that field, what it was like, and why you ultimately ended up leaving. Yeah. So in the fashion world, I started, I worked in it for 19 years. I worked in wholesale. So it was women's contemporary. I had a showroom in downtown Los Angeles in the fashion district. Um, so I sold to clothing stores such as like, have you heard of like Revolve Clothing oh, yeah. or Planet Blue? Yeah. That's that they were one of my client, one of my customers. Um, so I sold like the clothes that you see on there. Like I was, I represented designers and got them into, um, you know, I had all the connections. So if you were a designer, I'd get you into all the cool hip, uh, boutiques. And I also sold to department stores such as like Nordstrom's and things like that. Um, and like urban outfitters. Um, and so I did that for so long. I got to travel the world and that world was when I first started it, I mean, it's just kind of a shocking world to be in. I mean, I was what, 21 when I started the industry, I went to FIDM, graduated fashion school, and then went straight into the industry. And no one prepares you for that. I mean, you hear horror stories, but you just dive right in. Um, People are not nice to you. I had a couple of my first bosses were just, you know, set it up for me. Like, okay, this is how it's going to be. I would jump through hoops, whatever. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Devil Wears Prada, but yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it is. And you're either going to sink or swim. And mainly all the people I went to college with, they sink. They were like, peace out. I can't take this. And I stayed because I was so obsessed with fashion and I was so like, it had been my dream my entire life to be in the fashion world. Um, and I'm very motivated and I, I will figure out a way and I'm pretty tough, like as much as I am nice and I'm mm-hmm. a very kind person, I'm very tough and I kind of internalized a lot of it. Um, and so I kind of learned real quickly, you know, how it had to go down and basically, you know, being a young mom, that was not 
a very likable trait in somebody when they're hiring them, um, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> and so I felt that I had to work even harder because no one ever believed that I had a, a daughter, but I, I would tell them like, it doesn't matter. Like I'm going to work even harder. So I think I even worked even harder than anyone mm -hmm. else because I wanted to prove that it didn't matter that I was a young single mom. Mm -hmm. um, so I had that element of being a young mom. I had the element of being in this fashion world where no one cares about you. Like all they care about is how many numbers you're getting. And if you could work 24 seven, mm -hmm. basically. Um, and so, and I got to, but then there was a lot of good parts. Like after my first three years, you know, I started getting amazing jobs, right? right? I started, I represented free people. I worked for Urban Outfitters and that was like a really good stepping stone for me. And so I started getting, yeah, I started getting really amazing opportunities. And because of being with Urban Outfitters, I was there for several years. I was able to get really any job that I went after in the fashion industry. So like I set it up from a young age. I was like, from the beginning, I'm like, just, you know, pay your dues. I used to always say that I'm like, pay your dues. And I've always been into networking and just talking to everybody, going to all the like parties and things like that. So I started to really um, figure it out at the beginning of my career. And then I got to go to cool places. I worked for an amazing company, um, an Italian one. I got to go to Italy to their fashion week. And, you know, I got to go to Barcelona and New York fashion week. I used to travel all over the place, um, mm -hmm. which was exciting. But then I was also a young single mom. Yeah. And so that was hard, you know, to be able to balance all of that. Um, so basically was on a fast forward button for 19 years, literally. I mean, it was going from the fashion world to picking up my daughter from school to doing homework um, to just trying to be a great mom and be present for her. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the thing, I, the first 10 years, I really was like, okay, I got this. And then the last decade was where I really struggled because, you know, I always say there was no spirituality in that world. It was always about beauty from the outside. Right. And I really struggled with that. Um, because I was a spiritual person and I shoved that part of myself down. So like in the evening is when I would do like my meditations and like writing out like, you know, messages to the universe, like what I wanted. And I had mm -hmm. been into all that stuff before. Now it's like, a, it's more cool, right? Like you hear about it, but before right. you didn't hear about crystals and meditation and, you know, all this kind of stuff. But and I was always into self-care. I was always into my self-care rituals. I always wanted to have amazing skin. So I would always eat, you know, like, ooh, I heard blueberries make your skin glow. So I would eat that. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would do facials and I would get massages. And I really tried to, like, make the outside of me just look as glowing as possible. But I was really just focused on that part. Um, and on the inside, it was falling apart. Mm -hmm. So it really was that industry was hardcore. I mean, in every sense of the way, I mean, you don't eat enough fats, you know, the people around you are, you know, talking crap about themselves, talking crap about the people around you. I mean, and you just, you never feel good enough. Like I never felt good enough. I never felt skinny enough, pretty enough, smart enough in that world, mm -hmm. even though in the outside world, I would have been a success, right? All the money I was making, all the places I was going, um, and that's really what led me to that moment when my body just shut down on me. Mm -hmm. uh, it physically shut down on me. I dealt with the anxiety for many years and like wanting to leave the industry for many years. I tried. Um, I tried to start other businesses and that wasn't what stopped me. What stopped me was I woke up with um, my, I could barely see my vision was really blurry and that had went on for like a week or so. Yeah. They thought I had vertigo. Um, things were wobbling. It was really strange. Um, and then I started to get like this inflammation in my fingers on oh. my, yeah, it was like really, really bad. I would wake up in the middle of the night and it felt like someone took a hammer to all my fingers. Oh my oh. God. Yeah. And awful. so that's when the physical started to really like start to appear. And then it got so bad where my vision wasn't getting better. I had to have someone drive me around. Um, and I was really, I, I didn't know what was going on. So I went to all, you know, a Chinese doctor. Then I went to, then I finally found this like vertigo doctor and they were like, no, you, 
you actually don't have vertigo and my friend is a, you know, you, you need to go and get your brain checked right now. Um, so I went yeah, he's like, my friend is a neurologist and you have to go right now. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like, how do you cope with like, I feel like for someone who also too manages anxiety, like yeah, to be told that I feel like I would just have a nervous breakdown, Mm -hmm. like right on the spot. You know what? I didn't even know at that time really what I was dealing with. Like, I didn't know that I had anxiety for all those years. I just thought I'm like, just suck it up and do it. And Mm -hmm. I always had this anxiety, but I didn't know that's what it was. I just was inside like kind of nervous and, you know, you know, but I would always just like suck it up and do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember calling my husband because I was in business for myself. And at that point in time, I didn't have health insurance because I'm like, I'm in great shape. I'm young. Like I need to save a few bucks for my business. Like I'd rather save, you know, the several hundred dollars. And in that moment, I was like, Dang, like I wish I had my insurance. Right. Yeah. It was really scary. So honestly, everyone listening, definitely it's important to have something to protect you because luckily I was able to go and get insurance quickly. Um, but that was really scary because it could have been worse and I could have been out, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? If it was something yeah. in that moment. But yeah, so I went and got um, all of the work, I had all this, um, like a spinal tap. So that's like a needle going up your, like I used to hear like those words and I didn't know what it meant. And then you go in and you're being told like, yeah, you need a spinal tap. I'm like, what is that exactly? (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah, they did that. Um, I had all these MRIs, um, and they basically said it was like this, um, vertical nystagmus is what it was called that I had. So my eyes were kind of like bouncing up and down like the way our eyes move like it was going the opposite way um and so they said it was an attack on my brain and so she so she suggested that you know you have to have two of these separately to have like multiple sclerosis but you basically that's that's what's happening and you should get on ms medication if you're gonna have a doc if you're gonna have another uh baby yeah then maybe wait till you do that and i thought okay, well, I'm going to get a second and third opinion. Yeah. And, and then I was told it was rheumatoid arthritis. Then lupus was coming up. Um, they were looking to see, you know, if I had just everything. I mean, they were looking at everything to see because it just it mimicked a lot of different things what I was dealing with. So I went with the RA because I thought, well, I, ha- I do have inflammation. And another MS doctor said, no, you don't have it. It could be RA. Like no one knew. So I went on for... I went on RA medication for a year and I never really got full relief. Like I still dealt with inflammation. I was tired all the time. And you have to understand, like I always worked out. I was always like sleeping like about eight hours a night. Mm -hmm. Um, and I always ate healthy. I mean, I was really into health and wellness my entire life. I mean, maybe I wasn't so great at it, like not eating fats in my diet that definitely attributed to, you know, this breakdown as well. Um, but I was really conscious about how I fed myself. You know, people used to always say like, wow, you're so healthy. Like in the, even in the fashion world, everyone wanted my skin, my skincare tricks and like how I was eating. Um, and you know, and so people were shocked that I had anything wrong with me. They're like, you're literally the healthiest person that I know. Yeah. But it contributed to like, I, I held on for about three more years, believe it or not. And I hired an assistant to help me. Um, I mean, I had a good fight. I just, because they just didn't know, you know, you can't just walk away from something that you built for almost two decades. And at the time my husband just started his business and it wasn't like I could just leave and do my own thing. Um, and I didn't even know what I would do. Um, and then it got to the point towards the, the last year that I knew I have to leave because I was crying all the time, Mm -hmm. which is it, which isn't in my character. I'm someone very happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I honestly remember sitting in like a taco shop one time, like Baja Fresh or something. And I was like, (laughs) or a Chipotle. And I remember like I left work early and I was sitting there going, I could work in here. Like, honestly, I think I actually, this is where I was going in my head. I was like, seriously, I think I would like to have a job here. (laughs) I I just wanted something that was just easy. Yeah. And didn't take much of my brain um, because I had so much on my plate, especially you know, I had my own business the last eight years thinking that would be easier. 
and it was a little bit because I dealt with less horrible people, but you're still dealing with, you know, these, these people in the industry that expect right. everything from you. And I had to hide all my health issues because if word got out, I would have been fired. And mm-hmm. I had really huge brands I was representing. So it was really scary. I had that element going on. Um, you know, and it wasn't until I left the industry. So I basically walked away. It took about a year to fire all my brands, fire my employees, close down my showroom. And I remember I just started going to like women's circles and like kind of getting into, you know, going to yoga and meditation and getting back onto that practice because I knew I had to find myself again. I'm like, I got so far away from myself. And then I started meeting all the right people. I met this girl who introduced me to her doctor. And that's when I started to learn about integrative medicine. Um, And I started to get to the bottom of it and start to, I started to reverse all my autoimmune issues. Um, And she basically told me, this is from stress. 100%, I would have told you, please leave your career because it's killing you. It literally is killing you. Um, so it was, it was from stress. I mean, yes, all the other things attribute, you know, and also talking poorly to myself. Mm -hmm. I had, I've, I have dealt with low self-esteem my entire life secretly. It's something I've only started talking about as I really heal it and get comfortable with myself. Um, you know, because that's something that even my closest friends didn't know that I was struggling with. They thought I was like the most, you know, they're like, I just thought you had, you know, you cared about yourself so much and you had like this great self-esteem and, you know, you come across like that. So I realized what a good liar I was. And and I thought, well, that's not true at all. I mean, and I think that all contributed to me really breaking my body down. And, you know, it's been about three years um, since I left the fashion world. And I've really, it's like, I'm night and day. I mean, I'm really just more myself today. Um, mm-hmm. And it's still a work in progress. I'm still healing on a lot of different levels, but at least I'm not, I'm not dealing with the inflammation, which honestly I was in pain so much that I never thought the pain would go away. And Mm I, you know, I, I thought I was going to have to live like that. Like I was worried I was going to be crippled. I mean, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I I always had like a very positive brain about it. Like I'm going to reverse this, like nothing's going to get me down. Um, but I was able to reverse a all that inflammation in my body, which is incredible. Yeah. It, I mean, it really is incredible. And congratulations to you for getting out of there and healing yourself naturally. I think that's absolutely amazing. Um, and it just, it makes me just, I'm just so grateful for our bodies because it's, it's insane how they work when your mental health is so far gone, your physical yeah. body like, hold up, like we need yeah. to fix this. Oh, I know. I mean, and I remember the point when my body shut down too. That's when I was trying to start another business. I started this like wedding robe company and it was blowing up. Wow. Yeah, it was on TV, it was on The Bachelorette. And I, my, my business partner at the time didn't know that I had another business because I, everything was a secret. So I had all of this stuff on my plate. I look back going, well, no wonder, like right. I lost my yeah. vision. Like I, I exploded. Basically my body just was like no more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I left that business because that wasn't going to work out. The partner that I was with wasn't very great either. So I was like, okay, this isn't my way. out. I just kept trying to find my way out yeah. for the last like several years. I'm like, I can't like life has to be different and I want to live an inspired life. Like I had said that for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was a lot. I mean, it, there, as you can tell, like there was just too many elements, right? It's just, it was career being a young mom you know, talking poorly to myself, always being on the go and just never stopping and never grounding myself, like calming it all down. Like that was the first thing my doctor said, like, you need to calm it down. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. What is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I was like, uh, I like the hard massages. She's like, you need like soft massages. I'm like, no, I like it when they like get in there and murder your like neck. She's like, no, you need like every, and I was like, but I'll fall asleep. She's like, yeah, but that's probably what you need. I was like, no, I don't have time to sleep. (laughs) Do you feel like you had warning signs along the way or was it kind of just this culmination that, you know, sort of stopped you in your tracks? I think I did because there was years and years where I was tired all the time. Um, Like it would just hit me and I just, 
I, you know, and I would just drink coffee. And I remember I would like, I would like sit up quickly and I would almost pass out. And I remember thinking there's something wrong with me. Like, what if there's something really like, this isn't normal. Like I felt internally, I can't even tell you probably the last decade, if not longer. Um, because even dating back to fashion school, I would get really tired, but I also was like living on like, at the time it was Red Bull. And then I would take these diet pills to, for years when I first started my career, just to get energy and it didn't make me Mm want to eat, you know, like I was like mainly for energy. And then I was like, oh, cool. Like I'm not going to eat either. Like this is cool. So I really messed up my body by just going and I beat up my adrenal system and my cortisol levels were out of control. I mean, so for years, yeah, I would feel very tired and dizzy. And looking back, that's one of the signs of adrenal fatigue. Um, mm-hmm. Like now that I've learned what I've learned, I'm like, oh yeah, getting really dizzy, like you're going to pass out. That's like a sign of being, having adrenal fatigue, um, not eating enough fat in your diet. I had low blood sugar all the time. I was like, oh, I'm hypoglycemic. I have fast metabolism. No. Mm-hmm homegirl did it wasn't eating enough fat in her diet like right. it was like everything was fat free oil free it was like dried things that I was eating like nothing like you know just right. like yeah. air <laughs> yeah basically but I'm sure in that world it was like oh my gosh the less you eat yeah. like yeah the better you are at your job oh for sure and you're just like let's get another coffee and then you would drink we would drink a lot of champagne but then the next morning you work out with the trainer you work out really hard Right. Yeah. Call it like in the but we would eat French fries for some reason. We thought we were we would say, "Oh, we're on the champagne and French fry diet," and because <laughs> we're like French fries, if we all share it, like it's of course. And I I came up with this term. I thought it was funny. I'm like, I want buyers to show up at our next market and be like, we'll be like amazingated, you know, like we'll be so skinny that people will be worried about us. So oh, I God. came up with amazingated. I'm like that. I mean, I look back. I'm like, how stupid. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, but you know, like, I just, you know, I couldn't, none of us could be skinny enough. Um, right. and when I did go to fit him, I was, I was actually modeling at the time and I was too skinny to be the model. I was the, size zero was falling off of me. Um, oh. yeah, I mean, and so my friends, a couple of them were like, Candace, what happened to your booty? Cause I'm known for my booty. And they're like, where's your booty? At? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, cause and so like that, I did struggle with like the disordered eating kind of like, well, I can eat this, but I can't eat that. And if I eat that, then I have to go work out. Um, I did struggle with that off and on, but I kind of knew better too. So I would go in and out of like, cause I always needed carbs and I knew that, but I would like, so yeah, it just was a struggle. So yeah, I think slowly it came on. And then that last year when I just, all of those symptoms hit, um, it was the vision that went where it kind of exploded. And that was my wake up call to like change my life basically. Yeah. Because that's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I can't imagine waking up one day and not being able to see Like I actually have nightmares about that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know what it was like? It was almost, I mean, I don't know what's worse. I mean, it was like, things were moving. I felt like someone gave me drugs. I was on a mushroom. Like the curtain was wobbling. I remember asking my husband, I'm like, is the curtain moving? He's like, uh, no, I'm like, everything's moving. And I was driving my daughter and she goes, and I, I said, is there a car in front of us? She goes, mom, I don't think you should be driving right now. And so I pulled over and then I hired my, my assistant. I hired her to drive me around and I was a freak and would go to, I would literally show up to stores with my appointments, not telling the buyer with my eyes bulging at like, like really focusing on looking and everything was moving as I'm showing the collection. Uh-huh. I just, I kept going and I worked out like that too, which is even crazier. <laughs> oh my God. So you like really needed to reel it in <laughs> and I would love to kind of transition. So I feel like we've gotten to the point in your story where you realize something needed to change. But I think for so many of us, it's like, it's one thing to realize that and it's another thing to do it and start making the changes. So how did you start to change things in your life? um, And, you know, set yourself on the path you're at on today? So the first thing I did start working with that integrative doctor. So she started to really get to the bottom of it. I found out about something, you know, gut health, right? I started going to nutrition school. I was going, I went to Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Um, So I signed up for that course to become a holistic health coach, started working with this integrative doctor who 
you know, she diagnosed me. I mean, I took tests for it. I had ended up having candida, adrenal fatigue, thyroid was off. Like my whole body was a hot mess. And so I went on the candida cleanse. I remember crying because she wanted me to eat eggs. I was a vegan for a very long time. And so I stopped living out of, out of a box. So I, I brought in eggs in my diet. I brought in collagen. Um, I, she had me go sugar-free, which I never felt that I was a sugar addict, but you know, all the alcohol I was drinking and like the vegan food was like turning into sugar. Right. Um, and then she had me bring in something called adaptogens, which are very popular now, but this mm -hmm. was three years ago. I never heard of them. And so that was like the first, like healing my gut, you know, doing the adaptogens, the collagen, um, going sugar-free. And then I started to do these calming things. I started doing an infrared sauna, which really helps you. Have you girls ever been to one? No. no, but our guest last night talked about the infrared. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. I actually own one now. They're, they're phenomenal. So my doctor had recommended because it detoxifies you from the inside out. And it's oh. not like you don't feel suffocated in it. Like you do in other saunas. Yeah. Um, and That's it's super healing. <laughs> yeah. You guys are probably have some maybe around you. There's a lot popping up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, it detoxifies your body. So I, I started doing that. I started going to women's meetings. Um, I signed up for Toastmasters to help with my public speaking. Um, I just started going after the things that I loved. I started being more artistic because I was always an artist and I lost that part of myself. And, mm -hmm. you know, so I went back to her and I started really creating in the kitchen, um, you know, and just really honing in on the things. I think that was the biggest part for me. And then I went back to therapy to help with my self-esteem and to help with my self-love. Quite yeah. honestly, that was when the biggest transformation started happening is when I started to put myself out and out there in the world in an authentic way because of all this healing I had done. And then I started meeting girlfriends that were more aligned with who I was, mm -hmm. um, because I was so scared to lose all my friends from the fashion world. While I still have a few of them, um, several of them I've lost, but it's okay. Like people come and go in your life for a reason. And I just feel very like Jess, she came in my life, like through IIN and we formed a little posse and we've supported each other. So that has been honestly, all of those things together. It wasn't just one thing. Slowly I started to feel better. And it takes time. Like you're not going to heal overnight. You're, it may take, it will take years, you know, like it's taken me years to get there. Um, and here I am three years later, I'm night and day, but there are things that I am still working on. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you have to keep working and you have to keep pushing through because like you said, like, it's not going to go away overnight. It's, it's a yeah. constant, a constant like work you put in to become that better version of yourself and to become aligned with who you truly are. Um, yeah. I would love to kind of get your perspective on what this was all like um, while raising a daughter. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, I mean, young girls are so impressionable um, and they, we kind of like soak everything in. So how was that? Were you able to kind of separate what you were going through from her um, or how did that all play out? Yeah. So thank you for asking. It It is something that I was very um, conscious of like, okay, I don't want Clarissa to know, like sh I tried to separate everything. Um, like I didn't want her to know, like I was either stressed out. I was also in a, um, her dad um, and I were in a, like a court battle for most of raising her. And that's something a lot of people don't know. Wow. And that was kind of a nightmare on top of it all. Um, I always forget to talk about that part, but that was like a huge part of, you yeah. know, they were always trying to get full custody of her. And I'm was such a great mom that it never happened. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it was sort of like, I hid all these things from her because I didn't want her to feel like stressed out. And I also hid the parts where I didn't feel great about myself because I wanted to be, I wanted her to feel good in her own skin. Like I wanted her to have in today, she has such great confidence. Um, and I also, so yes, I did try to separate it. Um, although yeah, she would see me in moments. And I remember as she got older, she started to call me out and say like, Hey, you know, you're not perfect. And then she had explained to me what she meant by that. And I said, Oh, so you want to evolve in our relationship. Like you want to know a little bit more about my struggles. I said, I I've hid these things from you because, you know, 
I didn't think that would be fair for you. So like we've evolved in our relationship, like with each age, like something new comes along. So and I remember, yeah, I remember that turning point in high school because she was such a jerk to me for so many years. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast episode. But <laughs> but I will say, you know, it's it's not an easy job, whether you're young, like you have your pros and cons, or if you're older, like my girlfriend's now you know, they have their pros and cons, you know, you have money when you're older and you're smarter. Right. But then, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you're more tired and you're, you know, when you're younger, you have a little bit more energy. It's like, um, and yeah, it definitely, it just, that was, and I didn't really know any other, any other way. Cause I had her so young. So it was in a sense, we kind of grew up together in a way as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How old were you when you had her? I was 19. Wow. And oh yeah, gosh. and I just, and everyone said, kiss your dreams goodbye. You won't make it in fashion. And I said, F you to everyone. I'm like, I don't think so. Oh um, yeah. I mean, it was, you know, and today we have a really good relationship um, and she's lucky. She did, she did thank me. I remember I had to ask her to say it again. I'm like, what did you say? We're <laughs> 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 not getting to, you know, by no means was I a perfect parent, but I did. Um, she did tell me, she's like, I'm glad that you never talked bad about my dad. And I'm so glad yeah. that I didn't know about these things. And she was able to figure out how she wants to have relationships on her own with her other part of her family. And I've left that up to her. And now today we have a, a really great relationship and we've come a long way. Um, mm -hmm. And I look to her, yeah. I mean, yeah, she's my daughter, but she's also my friend. And I feel like, wow, she was yeah. listening to all those years. She's like a great human being. Um, right. But yeah, it was, you know, and then I also had to separate from myself too, right? So you have mm -hmm. to leave for that. I would do push-ups while I did spelling test and things like that. <laughs> I love that. And I, I just want to commend you because I think, and obviously I have, I don't have experience in this, but I think it takes such great maturity to separate your relationship with her dad from, um, you know, the relationship that she wants to develop and leave that up to her. And I can't imagine you know how you shared the custody in the court and all of that stuff I can't imagine how hard that was to just remove yourself and separate from that yeah I mean I was traveling too I would have all these court documents while I'd be at an airport leaving to go to New York Fashion Week because I was being all these horrible allegations were coming after me I mean it was really actually horrible mm -hmm. and it went on for like I mean, mainly all of raising her since she was the age of two to like about 16 um, when they couldn't. Oh yeah, no, it was it was really it, it was really something that and I look back, I'm like, well, no wonder I had all these things. Yes, <laughs> so many things. Yeah. yeah. So and I was able to hold it together in high heels and with a smile on my face. But <laughs> I did. It did affect me in the inside. And all, also doing everything that I did, I think, helped me along the way because I was always into self-care right. and. And I was always into going to therapy. So that's something I've done off and on since my early 20s. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So before we run out of time, I, I really want to get into how you started Beauty Bar Chocolate. Where did the idea sure. come from? Um, I know you mentioned that you weren't even a chocolate lover before. So how did this all develop? So when I went sugar-free on that candida diet... Um, I started to get into sh like chocolate, like mad crazy. And everyone around me was like, I can't believe you're into chocolate. Like you want it. <laughs> I used to grow up as a little girl saying, I don't like chocolate. And I was always like the weird kid. Um, I, can't <laughs> I know. And the only way I would eat it as a kid is if I had, cause I was always obsessed with peanut butter. I'm like, stick the peanut butter in the chocolate and I would eat it. But <laughs> I got, so I started buying all the sugar-free chocolate because you're, when you go through the candida cleanse, you're just like, I need to have something like you go nuts. It's like a yeah. demon inside of you. <laughs> and I couldn't find any. I'm like, why is there no good sugar-free chocolate in the market? And then I knew, so after I graduated IIN, bringing back all that creativity, it really sparked. I wanted to go back to, uh, I wanted to go to culinary school. It was Matthew Kenny. It's a plant-based, it was a raw, and I, it was like a raw food, vegan plant-based culinary school. And I had done a course with him, like I don't know, years prior to that it was like a day course learning how to make cheese from nuts. And it, it kind of like popped back up in my head. And I thought, you know what, that could really bring back my creativity. So I went, I, I ended up signing up and it was a dream come true for me. Um, and that's where I learned how to make chocolate. And so in order to graduate culinary school, I had to design a product 
And it came to me. I'm like, I'm making the sugar-free chocolate. I'm adding adaptogens and collagen. And I'm going to make this a beauty food. It's my, it's my fashion meets wellness background. Mm-hmm. Because I also knew I didn't want to be a health coach. Like I knew like I had a couple clients, but I didn't, I wasn't really in love with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, selling before was my background, like being in wholesale and selling. Right. And I'm like, I would love to have a product that makes people feel beautiful from the inside out and, and vibrant and and I honestly was learning about all these adaptogens and it was working for me that I wanted to share it with other people and also going sugar-free and having less sugar in our diets, less caffeine and less coffee. Um, you know, and I wanted to share that and put it in one product. It came to me. I'm like, it's called beauty bar chocolate. It's going to look like Parisian soap boxes. And I presented it and everyone loved it. Um, after I graduated, I sat on the idea for a few months. Um, Jess pushed me. She was like, um, you need to make the chocolate. Yes. Um, and so I decided I did a me- couple meditations and it just kept coming up. Chocolate kept coming up in all of them. Um, I really thought I was going to do a cookbook. So I launched it a year and a half ago and it really helped because I already had an Instagram following. So when I launched a product that really did help because people were very like, oh, I want whatever you, what you're offering. Like this looks amazing. Yeah. And so that really started to help explode it there in that sense, um, on social media. And then I've, I mean, I've only grown from there for in a year and a half. I've have been featured in Forbes magazine. Um, I was just in Angelino magazine and I've been able to be on these amazing podcasts to just share my story and to help inspire others, which ultimately that's what I always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been the best of everything. I get to work with my girlfriends who are also health coaches. So it's really the best of all worlds. Um, and that's really where beauty bar chocolate was born from my story of healing and sort of like leaving one world to another and, you know, and now I get to go out there and help people bring a little peace into their daily life by eating a piece of chocolate. Yeah. And like, what a beautiful thing to come out of, you know, those years that were a struggle and were so hard. And I don't know, I think it's just like a really amazing mission and story behind your brand. Thank you. It's so important to me. And I always say, cause I'm a very real and honest and authentic person. And I now I now share that and I want people to know like I know what it's like to not feel well and you know this cho- my brand is more than chocolate it's about bringing peace from within mm-hmm. and and finding that inner peace and really calming it down and grounding yourself because if we're calm it's really hard for diseases to live in our bodies and for um anxiety to survive right like if you're super yeah. calm you can't have anxiety and I and I still deal with you know, getting anxiety. Like after I hang up with you girls, I'm going to go to a sound bath, um, in Venice beach. And I've been really focusing on a lot more of, you know, just how many things I can do that are grounding and calming and Mm -hmm. honestly eating the chocolate and just taking a deep breath. It, it just, and cacao is so grounding, which I had no idea. Um, it's very, yeah. Cacao is one of the most grounding superfoods. It's It's like, um, I call it peaceful energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where my tagline is eat for peace, focus and glowing skin. And yeah. that's where that's from. And, you know, and it's interesting cause I really craved cacao and it's like, I also craved to be grounded and I didn't know what that meant until I started grounding myself. And I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a lot calmer. Like I see, like I get a lot more done just being calmer. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think it's a testament to the work that you've done too, to be able to put this product out with that mission. You wouldn't be able, like, you wouldn't still be in that mindset of go, go, go. And like, I don't like my body and all of these things. Like you have to do the work first on yourself. Yeah. This beautiful thing came out of it. I know. I'm so grateful. And I'm grateful for conversations like this and, you know, and people really love it. I didn't expect that. I was like, God, what if everyone hates it and <laughs> getting messages every day? And I just launched on Amazon and I have all these reviews on there already from people cool. I've never met. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like amazing. And also men go crazy for it. It's honestly, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. They love walking around the pink box and eating it. <laughs> they love no. it. That's amazing. And I'm thinking about my husband right now because he doesn't love like super sweet chocolate. So I feel yeah. like this is totally up his alley. Um, you mentioned Amazon, which congrats. That's amazing. Thank you. Incredible. Yeah. That's I know. Thank you. I launched last month. It was yeah. that two day shipping. I know. Same. <laughs> I'm like, 
is their prime. Um, <laughs> but what else is coming up for you in the next few months for Beauty Bart Chocolate or, you know, for yourself personally? Like, what are you excited about the next few months? I have a lot of excitement going on. So I'm actually in the middle of launching a third bar. It's going to be a dream bar. So it's going to be a milk chocolate with like coconut milk powder Ooh. and I'm going to be doing herbs. Um, I'm playing with like passion flower and chamomile and like reishi and like different, um, different herbs that support rest and sleep. So maybe one to, to chill out and three to like go to sleep, like meaning like squares to eat. Yeah. Um, and so I'm kind of playing with that. I'm going to have it launched before the end of summer actually. Um, and oh. yeah, so I've got a lot of exciting stuff. I'm, I'm definitely going to be launching a more masculine beauty bar chocolate bar for, for the boys, because they are, I can't even <laughs> tell you it's the, I mean, it's hysterical, but it'll be for everybody. And yeah. I mean, I've got all kinds of things in the works. Um, I'm going to be relaunching my site soon and doing a whole new photo shoot. And my whole Instagram is about ready to get a redo of like the Ooh. most amazing pictures. It's going to be very like, I get a lot of inspiration from fashion and beauty. And so it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a lot more elevated, still my brand. It's still going to look like me, but just a lot better. And I'm have a lot exciting. Oh, Liv is helping me. She was on your podcast. Oh, yes. yes. We love her. So. Yes. I'm obsessed with her as well. So she's helping me um, stylize it. She's amazing with that. So yeah, there's a lot. It's just things just keep growing and happening. Um, and it's just getting in that flow. Like my therapist says, you know, she's like, you're in that flow, Candace. Um, mm -hmm. And it's just great to be in that flow. Obviously, every day is not perfect, but most days are pretty awesome, you know, when you're making chocolate. <laughs> right. You're like Willy Wonka. I know. I know. I always say that, yeah, Willy Wonka, the healthy Willy Wonka. Yes. A so. more fashionable Willy Wonka. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that. So people can find you at Beauty Bar Chocolate, correct? Yes. Perfect. Chocolate.com on my website and also on Instagram. Um, Amazon. I'm getting into Air One. That's another exciting thing. Ooh, it's oh, wow. Yeah. It's going to, I'll be in there. Um, I'm just waiting for the PO, but it's happening. Yep. It'll and be did I hear there. that you are in, are you in Free People or Urban yes. or one of those? Yes, I am. I'm on Free People. I know it's, it's like full circle. It was my, one of my first jobs in the fashion industry. Yeah. yeah. How cool. That's so exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and just being so authentic and open with us. We really appreciate it. And we are so glad that we get to know you yeah. um, and we can't wait to see what's to come. Thank you so much, ladies. I had a really fun time. Of course. And as always, you can find us at detoxandchillpodcast.com on Instagram, all of the things. Slide into those DMs. <laughs> let us know what you want to hear. If there's guests that you really want to hear on the podcast, let us know. Um, and we hope you have a great week. <laughs>